Praise the Lord. All right. As you heard in the first service, we our uh, output for the monitors is not working. So I don't have the cool slides for your announcements. So just listen carefully. <laughs> Today is our last day for the gift cards for the NAM that we're going to take to Ladies Retreat. So if you were planning on giving to that, please uh, get that into the offering before you leave today. Uh, the other announcement was the final date for Mother's Memorial will be May 28th, so keep that in mind. And also, May 13th will be the men's prayer here at 8 a.m. and the ladies' meeting at 10 a.m. We are going to be going, the ladies will be talking about um, it was the, where was it? I had my notes. Was it the Widow of Sidon? Yes. There we go. Widow of Sidon. So get read up on that. Hallelujah. Also, you should have a hymnal next to you. Since we don't have the words I for the screens, I don't want to be doing a solo. So we've handed out those hymnals so you can join me. So our first song is in uh, 2.17, just over in the glory land. I've a home prepared where the saints abide, just over in the glory land. And I long to be by my Savior's side, just over in the glory land. Just over in the glory land, I'll join the happy angel band. Just over in the glory land, just over in the glory land, there with the mighty host I'll stand. Just over in the glory land, I am on my way to the mansions fair. Just over in the glory land, there to sing God's praise and His glory share. Just over in the glory land. Just over in the glory land, I'll join the happy angel band. Just over in the glory land, just over in the glory land, there with the mighty host I'll stand. Just over in the glory land. What a joyful thought that my Lord I'll see. Just over in the glory land. And with kindred safe there forever be. Just over in the glory land. Just over in the glory land, I'll join the happy angel band. Just over in the glory land, just over in the glory land, there with the mighty host I'll stand. Just over in the glory land, with the blood-washed throng, I will shout and sing. Just over in the glory land, glad hosannas to Christ the Lord and King. Just over in the glory land. Just over in the glory land, they all join 
a happy angel band just over in the glory land just over in the glory land there with the mighty host i'll stand just over in the glory land what a joyful thought that my Lord I'll see just over in the glory land and with kindred saved there forever be just over in the glory land just over in the glory land I'll join the happy angel band just over in the glory land just over in the glory land there with the mighty host I'll stand just over in the glory land just over in the glory land, I'll join the happy angel band. Just over in the glory land, just over in the glory land, there with the mighty host I'll stand. Just over in the glory land. Hallelujah. Now I am looking forward to that day. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord, when I see you face to face. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. I praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hymn 116. Victory in Jesus. I heard an old, old story, how a Savior came from glory, how he gave his life on Calvary to save a wretch like me. And I heard about his groaning, of his precious blood's atoning. Then I repented of my sin and won the victory. Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me and he bought me with his redeeming blood. He loved me ere I knew him, and all my love is due him. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing flood. Heard about his healing, of his cleansing power revealing. How he made the lame to walk again and caused the blind to see. And then I cried, dear Jesus, come and heal my broken spirit. And somehow Jesus came and brought to me the victory. Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me and he bought me with his redeeming blood. He loved me 
my love is to him. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing flood. I heard about a mansion he has built for me in glory. And I heard about the streets of gold beyond the crystal sea, about the angels singing and the old redemption story. And some sweet day I'll sing up there the song of victory. Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me and he bought me with his redeeming blood. He loved me ere I knew him, and all my love is due him. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing flood. I heard an old, old story, how the Savior came from glory. How he gave his life on Calvary to save a wretch like me. And I heard about his groaning of his precious blood's atoning. Then I repented of my sin and won the victory. Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me and he bought me with his redeeming blood. He loved me ere I knew him and all my love is due him. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing flood. Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me and he bought me with his redeeming blood. He loved me ere I knew him, and all my love is due him. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing flood. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you for victory. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, you are worthy, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And we know it's all in him, so turn to 369. The mighty God is Jesus. The Prince of Peace is he. The everlasting Father. The King eternally. The wonderful in wisdom, by whom all things were made. The fullness of the Godhead in Jesus is displayed. It's all in Him. It's all in Him. The fullness of the Godhead. It's all in Him. It's all in Him. 
It's all in Him. Come, mighty God, is Jesus, and it's all in Him. Emmanuel, God with us, Jehovah, Lord of hosts, the omnipresent Spirit who fills the universe, the Advocate, the High Priest, the Lamb for sinners slain, the author of redemption, oh glory to his name. It's all in him, it's all in him. The fullness of the Godhead, it's all in him, it's all in him, it's all in him. The mighty God is Jesus, and it's all in Him. The Alpha and Omega, beginning and the end. The living Word incarnate, the helpless sinner's friend. Our wisdom and perfection, our righteousness and power. Yea, all we need is Jesus, we find this very hour. It's all in Him, it's all in Him. The fullness of the Godhead is all in Him. It's all in Him, it's all in Him. The mighty God is Jesus, and it's all in Him. Our God for whom we've waited will be the glad refrain of Israel recreated when Jesus comes again. Lo, He will come and save us, our King and Priest to be. For in Him dwells awfulness, and Lord of all is He. It's all in Him. It's all in Him. The fullness of the Godhead, it's all in Him. It's all in Him. It's all in Him. The mighty God is Jesus, and it's all in Him. It's all in Him. It's all in Him. The fullness of the Godhead is all in Him. It's all in Him. It's all in Him. The mighty God is Jesus, and it's all in Him. It's all in Him. It's all in Him. The fullness of the Godhead, it's all in Him. It's all in Him. It's all in Him. The mighty God is Jesus, and it's all in Him. Hallelujah, Jesus. We give glory and honor unto the Most High God. Hallelujah, Jesus. You are one. Your name is one. Hallelujah. We worship the one true living God, the Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered on a cross and died for us, who created us with purpose and with love and compassion. Hallelujah, Jesus. We will serve you with our lives. We will serve you wholly and completely. We will give ourselves completely unto you, thou most high God, because you gave yourself completely to us. We will love you because you first loved us. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. You are our King, our Lord, our God, our Savior, our Redeemer. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. You are the Most High God. We reverence You. We glorify You. Thank You, Jesus, for Your presence in this place. Hallelujah. Thank You, Jesus. Thank You, Jesus. Thank You, Jesus, for Your great goodness to us, Lord. Your long-suffering patience, Your mercy, Your grace, Your compassion. Hallelujah, Jesus. 
that you have made us new creatures. Old things are passed away. All things are become new. You've given us your name. You've given us your spirit. Hallelujah, Jesus. You're worthy of my worship. You're worthy of all my praise. You're worthy of my full attention. Hallelujah. You're worthy of all of me. Every part of me. Thank you, Jesus, for your mercy and grace. Thank you, God, that you loved me enough to die for me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. It is all in you. He's worthy of worship, church. He's worthy of praise. He's worthy to receive glory. He's worthy of all honor. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for your presence in this place. Thank you, Lord, for what you have in store for your people today. Hallelujah. As you minister to us, Lord, help us to continue to minister unto you today. To wait upon you. Hallelujah, Jesus. You are the Lord. You are God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. What an awesome God we serve. We are complete in Him. We are made whole in Him. Praise God. Without Him. Without Him, we are without hope in this world. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated for a moment. I just have a hopefully quick announcement. We'll see how it goes. Uh, <clears throat> uh, I just want to let you guys know that uh, I have uh, received an offer for full-time employment at Quick Trip, uh, so I will be starting there May 9th. Uh, it is a full-time position. The hours, the days are, uh, it's kind of shift work. It's first shift, but different days during different weeks. So uh, if I, if you call or text and I don't respond right away, this is the only reason I'm bringing this up. Uh, just be patient. I'll get back to you as soon as I can. All right. Uh, the reason I'm accepting a new uh, a job is to pay for the new vehicle that I have. Uh, the reason I have that is uh, so we can get involved in some ministries that, that I've been wanting to get involved with, but really didn't feel like I could because of transportation constraints. Uh, but now uh, I am free to do all of that, and uh, so um, I expect to hear more about that here in the very near future. Amen. Praise God. All right. James chapter 4. It's where we'll receive our our scripture text today. James chapter 4, we'll read the first seven verses. James chapter 4, verses 1 through 7. And again, we apologize for the lack of overhead. Uh, Again, hopefully you have your Bibles with you today. Hopefully you always bring your Bibles to church. Amen. James chapter 4, beginning with verse 1. From whence come wars and fightings among you? Come they not hence even of your lusts that war in your members? Ye lust and have not. Ye kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. Ye fight and war, yet ye have not, because ye ask not. Ye ask and receive not, because ye ask amiss, that ye may consume it upon your lusts. Ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Do ye think that the Scripture saith in vain, the, the Spirit that dwelleth in us lusteth to envy? But he giveth more grace. Wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil, 
and He will flee from you. And we'll speak for the remainder of this uh, time together here today on this topic, Victory Through Surrender. Victory Through Surrender. Lord Jesus, we pray one more time that You'd bless the remainder of this service, that all of Your heart, all of Your mind would be manifest in this place. Minister to the needs of Your people, to the needs of those present here, joining us online. Let Your name be glorified here in our midst. These things we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. We understand that in the United States, we've mentioned this before, probably will continue to because it's absolutely true. In the United States, for sure, this nation was founded on principles like rugged individualism. Get it done. Self-made man. I remember seeing a, 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 a statue one time. It was a statue of this guy basically chiseling himself out of marble. From here up was, was his body, and he, he had a chisel, in the, and he was pounding, and he was chiseling himself out. And at the time, I thought that was pretty cool. That was, you know, self-made man. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps, you know. Uh, and, and in many ways, that's, that's a good attitude to have. Uh, you, you, you want to push through obstacles. You want to, you want, you encounter opposition. You want to, you want to succeed. You want to get through that. Go around it, over it, under it, through it. However, uh, rangers go through it. Special forces go around it. <laughs> As the saying goes. <laughs> but, uh, you, you don't, you don't want to just sit back and, and admit defeat. Uh, that's not how we're taught. That's not how we're raised. We want to we want to push through. We want to we want to overcome. We want to succeed. We want to be victorious. Amen. And in many cases, that's what we want to do. Certainly, uh, when it comes to spiritual warfare, we don't want to surrender to the enemy. We want to defeat the enemy. We want to we want to succeed. We want to for God to give us victory over the enemy. Amen. And when it comes to, to spiritual warfare, we're fighting against the enemy. <clears throat> Having done all to stand, stand therefore. You know, we put on the whole armor of God. The sword of the Spirit. Shield of faith. I mean, they're weapons of war. We're not using them to sit on the pew and, and just hope that the enemy doesn't see us or goes away. We're issued those items to use them, to fight. We want to be able to fight. We want God to be able to use us in that capacity. But there are some battles, folks, that that is not the case. <clears throat> some battles we don't want to fight. Some battles we don't want to continue fighting. In our nation, words like yield, conform, submit, obey, surrender, are curse words. There's no greater insult to someone in our, in our culture today than to admit defeat, that I have yielded, I have surrendered. All of us have hopes, dreams, plans for the future, things we want to do, to accomplish, to attain. We all have them. We all should have them. Some kind. Uh, certainly, we should receive some from the Lord Jesus Christ. There are things that Jesus wants to do in our lives. There are things that God wants to perform in us, to do through us. And those are things that we ought to attain to. Those are things that we ought to strive after. Amen. But, there is a warfare that we're engaged in that that simply doesn't work. It won't work. We bring these ideas, these ideals into our spiritual walk thinking that the, the spiritual is simply an extension of the physical. <clears throat> they operate the same way. It's just a different realm. That's all. That's simply not true. I could give any number of examples, but one I'll throw out is the greatest person in the world is the person who has the most people under him. But in the spiritual realm, the greatest person is the one who is servant of all. 
So we can see from that and from many other examples that Jesus gives us that the spiritual realm doesn't operate in the same way as the physical. There are reasons for that that we could get into. Uh, we'll just accept that they operate different principles at this point. And so when we start bringing these ideas that we've been raised with, our culture has inundated us with, into the spiritual, we can run into difficulties. We can run into problems. Because Jesus requires us to completely surrender ourselves to Him. When we're fighting the enemy, yes. Fight all day long. Fight all night long. Get the victory. Absolutely. But when it's our relationship with Jesus Christ, we cannot fight against God. God tells us to do something. And we struggle with it. And we fight against it. And we reason. And we rationalize. And we let God know, this is why I can't do that. Don't you know? Aren't you aware of? I'm fighting against the will of God. And what God requires of me is to completely surrender. To yield. In this fight, we ought not struggle. It's not about struggle. It's about submission. When we look at the life of Abraham, Abraham had a choice. Submit to the commandment of God and offer Isaac or choose the sensible path, the reasonable path. Abraham understood what Isaac represented. Yes, he was his firstborn. Yes, he was his heir. All of that was true. But, but he represented something more to Abraham. All of the covenant promises that God had bestowed upon Abraham were wrapped up in this one man, Isaac. And Abraham knew that. So that couldn't be what God really means. What does God really mean? What is God really trying to say here? What is God really expecting of me in this scenario? And like we mentioned on Wednesday, when we start to complicate Scripture, when we start to complicate the commandments of God, there's a reason that they're becoming complex. It's not because Scripture is complex. Scripture is easy to understand if you will yield to it. If you will simply give yourself to the will of God. Scripture is easy. It's simple to understand. We make it hard to understand when we don't want to do it. And we start asking these very sophisticated questions. Well, what does the original Hebrew say? Well, what is God really trying to say here? What do the commentaries say? And I'll keep looking and I'll keep searching until I find something that lines up with what I want it to say. Because we all know that everybody has their interpretation of Scripture anyway, right? Absolutely not. There is one interpretation of Scripture. And that is the one the Holy Ghost gives. Amen. We can get into principles of interpretation and all that stuff, but there is one interpretation, folks. The author of Scripture, Jesus Christ, meant one thing when He said whatever it is He said. When He told Abraham, I want you to offer up your son, your only son Isaac. He meant one thing. I want you to offer up your son, your only son Isaac. Simple, right? When you submit yourself to the commandment of God, it's simple. But if I don't want to do that, and I'm looking for a loophole, then it can get really complicated. It doesn't ever have to get complicated. We make it that way. Well, we know the end of the story. Abraham submitted to the commandment of God. He executed the commandment of the Lord perfectly. There was no hesitation. I have to imagine that he would have chosen anything else if he had the choice. I can't imagine he was looking forward to this. But he did it. Submission is not agreement, folks. Agreement is agreement. Submission is something else entirely. I disagree, but I do it anyway. 
I don't agree with what you're asking me to do, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to submit to the will of God. And Abraham did that. I'm sure he didn't want to, but he did it anyway. And because of that, he was blessed. Because of that, the covenant was renewed. For the greatest example of submission that I can find in Scripture, I didn't have to look any farther than Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. All the way back in Genesis, Adam had a choice. He could choose to do what God told him to do. Don't eat of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Don't eat it. Pretty simple command, right? Pretty straightforward. You can eat everything else. The rest of the planet is yours. Just leave that one tree alone. He couldn't leave the one tree alone. He ate of the fruit. He chose something else. What did that choice lead to? It was a pretty significant choice, wasn't it? Well, the Bible calls Jesus the second Adam. Jesus came to fix what Adam broke. Whereas Adam failed, Jesus lived perfectly the commandment of God. He submitted to the commandment of God even though he very obviously in the flesh didn't want to. If I can do anything else, nevertheless, not what I want, but what you want. And what was the result of that choice? Submission to the will of God. Sometimes it's easy because we're already in agreement. Sometimes we already want to do what God tells us to do. And that's great. That's easy. Absolutely. I'm excited to serve Jesus. But when God tells me to do something I don't want to do, then I'm not so excited anymore. Now things start to get complicated again. Is that me? Is that Jesus? Is that the enemy? What voice is that speaking to me right now? Romans 6, 11-14 says this, Likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that ye should obey it in the lusts thereof. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God, as those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. Who we yield ourselves to is who we will serve. We will become the servant to whomsoever we yield ourselves to. This isn't about fighting. Who are we going to fight against? But rather, who are we going to yield to? That's what it comes down to. Not struggling, but yielding. As one man said I heard recently, not effort, but union. We should become unified with the Spirit of God. And of course, this is completely contrary to our nature. 
How do I submit? How do I yield? How does that produce victory in my life? There should be some effort, right? There should be some struggle. When I was in the army, I didn't get to surrender to anything. I surrendered to the the commandment of the the sergeant, the drill sergeant. But to do that required effort. Because he didn't tell me to go to the barracks and take a nap. That would have been nice. Go into the air-conditioned office there and, and grab you a glass of ice water. July in Oklahoma. <clears throat> I never got any commands like that. I got push. Half left face. I got to exercise. I got to get strong. I mean, that was... That was the commandment of the drill sergeant. So even in yielding to the the will of the drill sergeant, that required a lot of effort. Probably would have been more effort not yielding, but uh, I wasn't willing to find out. (laughs) I just decided to yield. You know, in, uh, in warfare, the soldiers... They're fighting, right? The soldiers are fighting. They're fighting against the enemy. What happens to prisoners of war? Assuming Geneva Convention and all of that. They don't fight anymore, do they? For them, the war is over. If I surrender to the enemy, the war is done. For me, I'm going to sit in a prison camp. They'll feed me whatever it is they feed me. I'll work, do whatever it is they want me to do. But I'm not going to pick up a rifle again. I have surrendered. The fighting is done now. When I surrender to Jesus Christ, let's try to understand what that means. The fighting is done. I have submitted myself to His authority, to His rule. I'm not struggling anymore against the commandments of God. I'm not struggling trying to rationalize what I want to do versus what He wants me to do. There is no other side to this anymore. It's simply what does Jesus want from me? Union. That's what I want then too. That's what Jesus wants. That's what I want. I have yielded my members. I have yielded my mind. I have yielded my opinions. I have yielded everything to the will of God. I have submitted myself to Him. Completely. There is no more struggle. There's no more fighting. And you know what the struggle, folks? Comes confusion. Comes doubt. Sometimes fear. Because I don't know, at least I'll convince myself, that I don't know what God wants in this situation. Sometimes we don't know the will of God Because we've heard the will of God and don't like it. And we've convinced ourselves, I don't think that's the will of God. But what is the will of God? I'm still waiting to hear. Not all the time, but definitely sometimes that's the case. We love to preach. We love to hear. And we get excited about how God is sovereign and how God is omnipotent and He's on the throne. Don't we? We just sung about it a little bit ago. I love declaring that. 
I love declaring that He is, he is my King and my Lord and my God. But it doesn't always translate well midweek. A lot of you know what I'm talking about. Singing God's praises because He's the King of kings and the Lord of lords on Sunday. Is, it, it's exciting. And it's true. And we feel the presence of God and everything's great. But when God decides to exercise that kingly authority in, in my life, I want you to do this. I want you to go there. I want you to, to give this. Lord, just let me hear your voice. Help me to hear your voice. I'm trying to talk to you right now. Jesus, if you'd just speak to me. God talks to us an awful lot. And sometimes we hear it and do it. Hopefully, sometimes we hear it and don't do it and rationalize it away. And sometimes we don't even want to hear it. These are the end times. The very last part of them. And things are going to get very real very quickly. I hope they don't. I pray that we get another revival and things are reset for a little while again. That's my plan A. That's what I'd like to see. I love this country. I'd love to see a revival in the United States. But if these are the end times, folks, these things have to happen. They have to. Whenever those times come, it's going to be hard for the church. Just do what you need to do. Scream into a pillow because it's coming. It's happening. Do what you need to do to, to get ready for that. That's pretty flippant. Let me take that back. We need to be ready for that time when it comes. One of the things that we're going to need to do is to completely surrender to the will of God. There can be no doubt in our minds when God is talking with us. There can be no doubt in our minds when Jesus is telling us to do something, to go somewhere, to give something. We are His. Or we're not. But Jesus is coming back for His. Understand that. He's coming back for His people. His subjects. His children. We are or we're not. I can't give lip service to the King and then go off and do my own thing. Have we not prophesied in Thy name? Have we not cast out devils in Thy name? Done many wonderful works in Thy name. He didn't know who they were. So understand, folks. I mean, I like to have fun as much as the next guy, but this is, this, is, this is the real deal. This is serious business. Submitting ourselves to the will of God. If we continue to struggle against that, if we continue to do our own thing, with the excuse that I, I'm not hearing from God. I can't hear God. I, I'm not sure if that's God or not. I think most times in your heart of hearts, you do know. I do know. But I don't want to hear it. I don't want to receive it. And we've got to receive it from the Lord. He is the King. We've got to receive the good, the bad, the ugly, the indifferent. Whatever He wants us to do. We've got to receive it. We've got to be comfortable with that. That means counting the cost. Before I submit myself wholly and completely to God, 
I've got to realize it's going to cost me something. Friend, nothing is going to happen in this world except someone pays a price for it. I know this is the free gift of God. I understand that. Salvation is the free gift of God. It really is. There's nothing I could do to earn it. But if I'm going to see God move in this world, in my family, in this city, wherever it is, there's a price that I'm going to be asked to pay. Am I willing to pay that? Am I willing to pay that? There are things that need to happen. There are things that have to happen. Someone's got to do them. Jesus has done everything that He's going to do. He, what more do you want from Him? He's done everything. Now He's waiting on us. He's waiting on us to do something now. And all we have to do, friend, is hear His voice and obey it. That's all we have to do. That's easy. As long as we're submitted, as long as we have yielded our members to righteousness. If we continue to struggle, if we continue to resist the will of God in our lives. I've heard this before and I think it's true. He's going to find someone else to work through. He's going to call someone else to do what he wanted you to do. first time I heard that, that scared me to death. That really did. It freaked me out. I don't want to lose out on what God wants to do in my life. Whatever it is. might be really big stuff. It might be, in the eyes of man, really little stuff. But that's what God wants me to do. That's what God has declared for me. That's the gift, the calling that He's placed on my life. How awesome is that? That I can fulfill this for my Lord Jesus Christ. That I can please Him. That I can serve Him in this capacity. That's amazing to me. Whatever the gift, whatever the calling, that is amazing to me. It's always been amazing to me. That God wants to partner with me. He wants to work through me. His will in this economy, in this world. Not struggling, but yielding. Unifying myself with the will of God. John 15, 4-7 says, Abide in Me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch, and is withered. Men gather them, cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Now, how does, how does the branch bear fruit? Is that an internal struggle? Is that a fight? I'm going to will myself despite everything else. I'm going to pop out a grape here. I'm not going to say it that way again. They don't do that, do they? It just happens naturally. That's what it is. It's it's a grapevine. They produce grapes. That's what they do. But only if it's attached to the main stalk. It can't produce fruit of itself. If it's removed from the stalk, all the willpower in the world isn't going to make that produce anything. 
It could fight. It could struggle. It could will itself to produce fruit. Nothing's going to happen except it be attached to the branch, the vine. And in our lives, folks, when we're attached to Jesus Christ, when we abide in Him, when we have completely surrendered our wills to His will, when we have completely surrendered myself to Him, in every area, every area of my life, I'm not holding anything back. I'm holding nothing back from Him. He didn't hold anything back from me. He gave me everything. He didn't hold anything back from me. How then can I hold anything back from Him? Whatever He wants, He's got. Whatever I have, it's His. My life is His. My mind is His. My finances, my talents, they're His. Any possessions I have, they're His. And if it's anything less in my life, it will be to that extent that I struggle. That I fight. That I get confused. Scared. Why don't I trust God? Why am I nervous? Why am I faithless? Why do I have doubts? Why can't I trust God? Because I'm not submitted to God. I'm not in alignment with Him. I'm walking contrary to Him. We are all in or we're all out. There's no purgatory here, folks. We're His or we're not His. We're submitted to God or we're not submitted to God. Again, these things are very easy. They're very simple to understand if we're willing to do it. We must submit ourselves to Him. We must yield and surrender wholly and completely to God. Let's all stand. In these end times, folks, This world is going to need a supernatural, infinite, all-powerful God. I've said it once before for sure. I think it's generally true. God has blessed the United States. He has blessed us for a very long time. And because of those blessings, we haven't had to do a lot of things that other nations have had to do spiritually. There are people who have went their entire Christian lives and never encountered one demon. Never had to cast out one devil. Never really fought spiritual battles. Not really. But those days are swiftly coming to an end. It's for that very reason that we have all spectrums in our churches. We have the on fire... We have the completely dead and literally everything in between. That's what we have in the typical church. Everything in between. But the days are coming where that line of demarcation is going to be very starkly drawn. And you're going to be all in or you're going to be all out. That's the way it's going to be. That's what it's coming down to. And I'm telling you, If you're going to serve Jesus Christ, get all in. All in. Every part of you. Every bit of you. Surrender to the Lord Jesus Christ. Do it now. While the time is green. Because you're not going to do it when it becomes dry. Do it now, folks. Make up your mind today. You're giving Him everything. I don't ask this lightly, but I don't apologize for it either. My God is worthy of everything. My God is worthy of all of me. 
So I don't apologize for it. That's what God is asking. That's what God wants. That's what He requires of His people. All of us. Amen. If you're willing to do that, friend, if you're willing to do that, give Him everything. God will work through you miraculously, wondrously. You'll stop being confused. You'll stop being in doubt and fearful. You'll stop struggling with what's the will of God because you're going to hear His voice clearly. Because whatever He says, that's what you want to do. If you would, come to the altar. If you prefer, find a place in the pew. Whatever you desire. But get a hold of God. Talk to God. This is the time of the service I feel like is the most important. Let God speak with you. Speak with Him. Amen. Let Him confirm or deny what was said here today. But if it be confirmed, then we have to do something with it. Lord Jesus, we come to You humbly. We come to You meekly. And yet expectantly. Help us, Lord Jesus, to know. Help us to hear Your voice. Help us to understand the will of God for us. Help us, Lord, give us a heart to submit ourselves wholly and completely to You. Give us a heart, I pray, to give ourselves wholly and completely to You. I want to stop fighting. I want to stop struggling, Lord Jesus. I want to surrender myself. I want the war to be over between You and me. I want the struggle to end right here and right now between us. I submit myself to You. I surrender myself to You now. I give up, Lord. You're the victor. You win. Help me, Lord Jesus. Help me to accomplish Your will now. Help me to accomplish Your heart now. I'm tired of fighting. I'm tired of struggling. Not against You. I'm tired of struggling to hear Your voice. I'm tired of trying to understand what the will of God is. I'm tired of struggling with with faith and and with, with fear and with doubt. I want to be in union with You. I want to be in union with the Spirit of God. I pray, Lord, in Jesus' name that You would bind this body together as one. That we would be unified in approaching the throne of grace here today. That as one body, we would submit ourselves wholly and completely to You. That the war for us, the war between us and You would be over. We surrender. We declare that You have the victory in our lives. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. We give ourselves wholly and completely to You from this point forward. Hallelujah, Jesus. You are the King now. You sit upon the throne of my heart now truly. I'm not paying lip service. I'm not saying these things because that's what the preacher wants to hear. I'm saying these things because I have surrendered my life to You. I'm saying these things because this is what pleases my God. This is what pleases the Lord Jesus Christ. I am in service to You. I serve You, Thou Most High God. And I submit myself to You wholly and completely from this point forward. I'm holding nothing back. There's no area of my life that I'm holding in reserve, but I'm giving You everything. I'm giving You all of my time. I'm giving You all of my mind, my strength. I'm giving You all of my resources. All of my gifts and talents, my finances, my things, my stuff. Everything, I'm giving it to You. I have surrendered. I am Yours. All Yours. Do with me as seemeth good unto You, Thou Most High God. Use me according to Your perfect will from this point forward. Help me to hear Your voice. Give me a heart to serve You. Give me a heart to please You. Oh, that they had a heart to serve me. That it might be well with them. 
Give us a heart. Give us a new heart now from this point forward, this moment forward. Give us a new heart. A heart that loves to submit. A heart that loves to serve. A heart that loves to obey you. Hallelujah, Jesus. That it might be well with us. That you would begin to use us miraculously, supernaturally, mightily, according to your heart's desire. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Lord, that we would hear your voice today, that we would hear your voice from this moment forward, that we would hear you clearly, that we would hear you completely, that we would understand absolutely that your voice in my life would be a sure sound. It would be a sure sound, Lord Jesus. I am your sheep. Your sheep hear your voice. If I am your sheep, Lord Jesus, I will hear your voice. I will hear the voice of the Good Shepherd. Help me to hear your voice clearly, I pray. And when I hear it, help me to do it. Help me to accomplish it. Nothing held back. No hesitation. No fear. No doubt. But complete obedience and submission to your will. I trust you, Jesus. I trust you, thou most high God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. You sit upon the throne, not me. You sit upon the throne, not us. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. It is imperative, church, that even while we struggle and we fight against our flesh, we fight against the enemy, we fight against this world system, that we learn to completely surrender to Jesus Christ. That's one fight we can't afford to win. That's one fight we have to lose. We must submit ourselves to the Lord our God. Amen.